Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm Dustin Roberts, the Outreach Minister on staff, and for the next 25 minutes, I'll also be your host as our Bible teacher and author, Rabbi Schneider, explains how the Old and New Testament connect. Have you ever seen a house without a foundation? Even if it could be built, I wouldn't expect it to stand upright for very long or be very safe. And that's why Rabbi will be explaining why it's important to intentionally study the Old Testament, which is the foundation of our faith. As we begin today, Rabbi will provide a helpful framework for where we're headed in this series. So let's get started. As we turn now to the pages of God's Word, I am going to reconstruct for you today a framework through which you're going to be able to understand that the Old and New Testaments, the Hebrew Bible that we call the Tanakh, and the New Testament that we call in Hebrew the Brich Hadashah, beloved, fit together like a hand in a glove. Father, we just pray that you'll give us a spirit of wisdom and understanding to understand your word and to be able to see you and Yeshua through it more clearly than ever before. I want you to think about this for a second. Many, many Christians around the world spend their time studying almost exclusively the New Testament while at the same time giving very little attention to what we call the Old Testament. The problem with this is it's comparable to picking up a book that's 400 pages long and starting to read the book at page number 305. In other words, if you didn't read the first 304 pages of the book, you're going to get a very wrong perception of what the book is really about. You're going to come to some wrong conclusions about the characters. You're going to get some distortion about the script. In other words, your understanding of the book is going to be very skewed. And yet the reality is many Christians in their study of God's word are exactly this way. Now hear me. I am in no way minimizing the New Testament because after all, the New Testament reveals the character, the nature, and the plan of God more clearly than the rest of the Bible. But I want you to consider that the New Testament itself begins in Matthew 1 verse 1 by going back to the book of Genesis. The New Testament begins in Matthew 1 1 by saying, this is the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So the New Testament begins by helping us see its pages through the lens of the Old Testament scriptures. We can't separate the two. We can't study the New Testament from a vacuum. We have to understand the foundation and the root of the Hebrew scriptures through which the Messiah emerges. Now listen very carefully. What we call the Old Testament as Christians is a foreign term to Jewish people. They don't call their Bible the Old Testament. Once again, they call it the Tanakh. The Tanakh is made up of the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible, Genesis through Deuteronomy, the prophets that we call the Nevi'im, and the Ketuvim are the writings, the books of Proverbs and others. And so together, these three elements of the Torah, the first five books, the writings of the prophets in the Hebrew scriptures, the Nevi'im, and the other writings like Psalms and Proverbs, the Ketuvim, these three components make up what we call in Hebrew the Tanakh. 
if you think about it, the Tanakh actually comes from the three separations that I just illustrated for you. The Torah is where we get the T sound in Tanakh. The Nevi'im or prophets is where we get the N sound in the word Tanakh. And the Ketuvim puts the end of the accent on the word Tanakh or Tanakh. And so Jewish people, once again, don't look at their scriptures as being old. But the term Old Testament was coined by some of the early church fathers that began to think that it had no relevance anymore. Unfortunately, over time, the church came up with wrong theology, whereby they inadvertently began to look at the Hebrew scriptures as being old and in some sense, no longer truly relevant for their lives. Now, obviously, that's an exaggeration. I don't know many Christians that would say the Old Testament has no relevancy at all, but they so diminish its relevancy that as a result, they're gaining so little revelation that's gained when we study the whole Bible as opposed to just the New Testament exclusively. Now, I think to lay the groundwork today, we should understand that when Jesus quoted from the Bible, when Jesus spoke of the scriptures, he was quoting exclusively, listen, from the Hebrew scriptures, from the Tanakh. In other words, there was no New Testament, we all know, when Yeshua walked upon the earth. And so when Yeshua was quoted from the books of Moses or the prophets or the Psalms, his Bible was what we call the Old Testament. So if Jesus relied on the Hebrew scriptures, that should tell us, beloved, the church, that we also should be looking at the Old Testament scriptures as foundational for our lives. Think about this illustration. After Yeshua was baptized in the Jordan River, we know that the Spirit of God appeared above his head, the voice came from heaven, this is my beloved son, you are my beloved son, and in you I'm well pleased. And then the scripture says that the Spirit led Yeshua into the wilderness where he was tested and tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. And the devil came to him with three different temptations. Cast yourself down, for the scripture says that he will give his angels charge over you, lest you dash your foot against a rock. Turn these stones to bread. I'll give you all the kings of the world were the things that Yeshua had to combat in terms of these were the comments that Satan was throwing at him. How did Yeshua counter Satan's delusional lies? Every single time, beloved, that Satan spoke something to Jesus, Jesus combated Satan's lie, listen, by quoting from the Torah. And he quoted Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse three. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but in every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Again, the devil came to him and he took Yeshua to the top of a city, the holy city. And he said to him, if you're the son of God, Throw yourself down, for it is written, he will give command his angels concerning you. What did Yeshua do in verse 7? Once again, he quoted from the book of Deuteronomy. On the other hand, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil came to him, and he showed Yeshua all the glory. It says in verse 8, and again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, go Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. What I find so powerful about this is that Jesus, Yeshua, defeated the powers of darkness by quoting from the Torah. 
three times Yeshua used the word of God from the Torah, the book of Deuteronomy, to break Satan's back and to defeat the enemy's power. What this tells us is that there's power in the Torah. There's power in the Hebrew scriptures. Church, there's power in what we call the Old Testament to break Satan's back and to break the powers of darkness off our life today. But how many of us study the Torah? How many of us know the Torah? How many of us are using the Word of God revealed to us by Father God in the Hebrew Scriptures in our own personal walk with God today, in our own spiritual warfare today? I am here to declare to you that we need to get back to the foundation of God's Word by starting at the beginning rather than three quarters of the way into the Bible and just reading the New Testament exclusively. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back, so please keep listening. Did you know that you can connect with Rabbi right on your phone? The Rabbi Schneider app is packed with resources, videos, and a daily devotional that are designed to help jumpstart your day. The Rabbi Schneider app is free, bringing you inspiration and encouragement 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Simply search for Rabbi Schneider in your phone's app store and download the app today. Discovering the Jewish Jesus could not accomplish its mission without partners like you. Together, we are preparing men and women for the soon return of Jesus. So please stop by our website to give a one-time donation or to partner with us on a monthly basis. Through your simple act of generosity, you are making an impact. Go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. And now with the conclusion of today's message, here is Rabbi Schneider. Many times when we begin to read the Old Testament, we get discouraged because we can't understand a lot of it. And I understand that. It can be confusing. That's why it's good to have a great teacher, to read a book that simplifies it for you, because it is easy sometimes when we read the Hebrew Scriptures to get lost in the forest. In other words, have you ever heard the expression that you're in the middle of the forest surrounded by all the individual trees, and because you're right in the middle of the forest surrounded by all the individual trees, you lose concept of the bigger picture. Well, sometimes that happens to us when we read what we call, once again, the Old Testament. We read some of the prophecies and they don't make sense to us, or we read about God's wrath upon his enemies or those that are being disobedient, and we just get lost and it confuses us, and I understand that. That's why I'm here to try to simplify it for us. We're gonna continue our walk, beloved ones, through the Hebrew Scriptures, through the Tanakh, and I'm gonna be pointing out some very simple elements from it that are important for you to understand, that will bring you great peace, and will help you to understand that the Old and New Testaments are not two different books that don't connect together. I'm gonna to show you how the Old and New Testaments flow together through what I call progressive revelation, meaning that the Old Testament begins a revelation, but it comes into clarity in the New Testament. See, the book of Hebrews tells us in chapter number one that in times past, Father God spoke to us through the prophets and the fathers in many portions and in many different ways. But in these last days, he's spoken to us through his son, who's the exact representation of his nature. In other words, the Hebrew scripture contains tremendous revelation, but the New Testament brings the revelation into so much more fullness. It's like the difference between 
receiving a beam of light from the sun as opposed to looking at the full sun. The Hebrew scriptures contain beams of light, but Yeshua is the creator himself in the flesh, so he brings everything into clarity. But unless we understand the foundation of the Hebrew scriptures, even as Yeshua defeated the powers of darkness by the Hebrew scriptures, we're not gonna be able, church, to understand the New Testament properly. Now, this is gonna take some work to understand the Hebrew scriptures because we do get lost in the forest, as I said earlier. And we don't understand sometimes how some of the things that we read about in the Hebrew scriptures apply to our life today. For example, we can get into some of the dietary laws or we can get into some of the tests that the priest would do on, for example, someone that was suspected of adultery or we can start reading about how different types of mold was inspected by the priest to determine certain types of things. And we think, how does that apply to our life today? And it's easy to draw back and say, I'm gonna start reading something that's more relevant for me. And I understand that church but I wanna clarify that if we can simplify it for you and help you to understand how the nature of God is consistent in both the Hebrew Bible and the New Testament, how the plan of salvation is consistent in the Hebrew Bible and the New Testament, how the revelation of Messiah is consistent in both the Hebrew scriptures and the New Testament, how the end of the age is consistent in both the Hebrew Bible and the New Testament. If I can show you that they connect together once again, beloved one, like a hand in a glove, it's gonna give you peace and it's gonna bless you. And that's what we're endeavoring to do in this series. Now, I want you to consider this. The Hebrew scriptures, as I indicated, can become hard to understand. We just have to keep plowing through, plowing through, and God's gonna begin to give us clarity. When we see the big picture, and don't get focused on the little details. We have to be big picture oriented. We have to be concept oriented. In other words, when the Lord gives us so many laws in the Hebrew scriptures, the rabbis actually teach that there are 613 laws in the Hebrew scriptures, some of which we find to be inapplicable to our life today. We can't get lost in the fact that they seem unapplicable to us today, but rather we have to ask ourselves, what are the prophetic meaning of all these laws? How does it have relevance for me today? And when we take a couple of big steps back, we begin to understand that Father God gave us so many laws, listen now, to show that he's holy, that he's separate, that he's unique, that he's separate from the world, and that he wants his people to live holy and separate and unique from the world around them. So once again, we're stepping out of focusing on the little, little details, and we're taking a big step backward to say, what's the big picture here? So keep that in mind as you're gaining more and more knowledge about the Hebrew scriptures. We're looking for the big picture. We're not getting lost in small details. Now, Jesus himself, this is important for you to hear, Yeshua himself had to study the Hebrew scriptures. In other words, Yeshua was not born with a microchip in his mind so that he already had the entire Bible memorized at birth. He had to study. The scriptures tell us in the book of Luke chapter two, verse 41 through 52, that Yeshua grew in knowledge and he grew in favor. How did he grow in knowledge? He grew in knowledge from studying. In fact, beloved, the Bible told Israel that they were to teach his words and his law to their children. We read about this in the book of Deuteronomy chapter six, when they walked by the way, when they arose, when they went to sleep, they were to write his law on the doorpost of their home. Meaning 
that Yeshua was taught the scriptures by Joseph, his father, and he studied the scriptures. So he himself had to study the scriptures, just like you and I, beloved ones, have to study the scriptures. I wanna show you what to me is a fascinating scripture that gives me much joy, that teaches us how relevant the Hebrew scriptures are to our faith in Yeshua. I'm gonna go now to the book of Luke, chapter number 24, and I'm gonna be reading there the 44th verse. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God abides forever. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke 24, 44. He was speaking to his followers, and he said to them as he was speaking to them, he had taken them on a mini Bible study. He began to take them on a study through the entire Tanakh, the Torah, the Nevi'im, the Ketuvim, the first five books, the prophets, and then the writings like the Psalms. And listen what Jesus said to them in verse 44 of Luke 24. These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, listen now, that all the things which are written about me in the law of Moses, that's the Torah, in the prophets, that's the Nevi'im, and the Psalms, the Ketuvim, must be fulfilled. So Yeshua has plainly taught us in the New Testament that the Old Testament reveals him. So we understand who Yeshua is in a much fuller way when we see him being revealed, even as Yeshua said here, in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. And not only did Yeshua use the Hebrew scriptures to defeat the devil, to show people who he was, Paul did the same thing. Paul tells us, for example, in the book of Acts, chapter number 28, that he used the scriptures to witness. Listen to verse 23. When they had set a day for Paul, they came to him at his lodging in large numbers, and he was explaining to them by solemnly testifying about the kingdom of God and trying to persuade them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets from morning until evening. Notice how important the Tanakh, the law of Moses and the prophets were to Paul in his ministry. So the Old Testament, beloved ones, is not to be relegated to some ancient past, to a people that lived long ago so that it has no relevancy for our life today. In fact, Yeshua said in the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 52, this. He said, every scribe, and a scribe is someone that actually made copies of the Torah. So he knew the Hebrew scriptures very, very well. Yeshua said, every scribe that becomes a disciple of mine will be like the owner of a mansion or a large house that brings forth treasures from that mansion, old and new. In other words, there's treasures, beloved, in the Hebrew scriptures, as well as the New Testament, the Brichat Shah. And through this series, I'm gonna help you to understand riches that you can apply to your own life from the Hebrew scriptures. It's gonna strengthen your faith, it's gonna make you a bolder witness, and it's gonna help you to understand how the Old and New Testaments, how the Hebrew Bible and the New Testament fit together like a hand in a glove. 
Wow, I'm so excited to connect the Old and the New Testament. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and our Bible teacher is Rabbi Schneider. There is power in the pages of the Hebrew Scriptures, and it breaks the darkness of this world. And when we understand Jesus in a deeper and more meaningful way, and we see Him as He's revealed in the Bible, it allows us to walk in the direction that the Father would have us go. And if you'd like to join us in that walk this coming year, we'd love to hear from you. Send a word of encouragement or a gift of any amount in the mail when you write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan 49228. You can also connect with us when you visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now with a special word about just how important this season is for ministries like Discovering the Jewish Jesus, here is Rabbi Schneider once again. Well, we're coming to the end of the year. Baruch Hashem, Father, thank you, Abba, for keeping us alive this year. Father, thank you for every good gift that you've brought into our lives this year. We honor you, we worship you, and we don't want to take anything for granted. We love you, Abba, and give you thanks. As we've come to the end of the year, beloved, I always like to give our listeners an opportunity to respond to the Lord if this ministry is blessing you. And we should support those ministries financially that the Lord is using in our life to bless us and to feed us. So I just want to humbly and sincerely ask you if God is using my ministry and the ministry of discovering the Jewish Jesus to help you, to bless you, to teach you, and to encourage you as we're coming to the end of this year, would you please sow your best financial seed unto the Lord through this ministry? Beloved ones, it'll help us to continue to do what we do, to reach people all over the world, even to the uttermost parts of the earth. Give a special year-end financial gift today. Just go online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give by calling 800-777-7835. That number, once again, is 800-777-7835. We're so grateful for every single gift that we receive. And as our way of saying thank you, thank you for your generous contributions, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's Message of the Month, and it's available as a digital download. And then we'll also make sure that our current newsletter that's filled with outreach updates or special holiday announcements like the ones we'll have for Christmas is sent directly to your home. And if you'd like to send your donation in the mail along with a special note or letter of encouragement, you can write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. We pray that Rabbi's straightforward, authentic teaching along with our treasury of messianic content helps you understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith. And we hope this understanding helps you grow in your walk with God, not only this year, but in the years to come. And to discover what's available to you right now, we'd love for you to visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But first, let's wrap up today's program on how the Old and New Testaments connect with a special blessing from Rabbi Schneider. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, When you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartations of the Lord's blessings. Yahweh, 
Vayishmarecha Yair Yahweh Penavelecha Vichunecha Isa Yahweh Penavelecha Veasem Lecha Shalom The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us again next time when Rabbi Schneider poses the question, is God sovereign? That's coming up Tuesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.